Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Welcome back to the Larry Kudlow Show. By the way, during the week, you can join us at Fox Business, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. And if for some reason you can't make it at 4, all you have to do is text your favorite 9-year-old, who will then show you how to DVR the show. And uh, here, you can live stream us on the Internet all across the country and around the world and throughout the solar system. It's LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com. So let's begin Thanksgiving, optimism, one of my favorite holidays, great American history story, celebrating the first harvest of our earliest settlers. It's a fabulous, optimistic story. And um, I am the quintessential optimist. But I got to tell you, and I'm going to lead with this, and we will pursue it over the course of the show, with all the inflation of, you know, turkeys and turkey prices, and it's probably cheaper to eat out than it is to eat in. Look at, there's three leading indicators that I want to mention. And unfortunately, and again, I'm just being factual, empirical here, and I hate to start out like this, but, you know, sometimes you need a dose of reality. And they're all pointing to recession. For next year. All right, here we are, late November. We've got a month left in the year. But these are longer-term indicators. I'm going to walk through them. One of them is the Conference Board's Index of Leading Indicators. It's very old-fashioned. It's uh, got a lot of interesting things, interest rate spreads, consumer expectations, stock prices, building permits for new homes, things like that. There's 10 of them at all. And they are falling like a like a stone. They are falling like a stone. The uh, growth rate year on year is, I think it's all the way down to four percent, minus four percent, minus four percent. It was plus twenty percent about eighteen months ago. So that's one. Second one is the nation's money supply, called M two. This was Milton Friedman's indicator, the great Nobel, free market Nobel Prize-winning economist, monetary economist. Uh, M2, which was growing in early 2021 at about a 30% rate, well, it's now gone flat all the way down to zero and may turn negative very soon. That is a big move. It means future inflation will be lower, so that's good. But it also means a major correction in the economy, and it has recession spelled all over it. Again, hate to say it. This is not a perfect measure. None of these measures are perfect, by the way. Uh, you know, forecasting is a perilous profession. But it's um, 
it's telling us that uh, there's a problem ahead. And the third one is, hold on to your hats, the yield curve in the bond market. It's a financial indicator, very, very important one. When the short-term rate, that is the three-month Treasury bill, hang on to your hats. You can do this, folks. Stay with me on this. When the three-month Treasury bill rate is higher than the 10-year bond rate, okay, that is a classic inflation signal. It's called an inverted yield curve. It comes from a model years ago from the New York Fed. It has a very, very good track record. It's like the bond market's turned on its head. Usually, long-term rates are higher than short-term rates, right? Got that? This one shows that short-term rates are higher than long-term rates. Not good. In fact, the three-month bill is about 4.5%. The 10-year Treasury is about 380 So those are three leading indicators, all right? It's a, it's a great holiday. It's the spirit of America. The early settlers, it's an op- optimistic time of the year. But realistically, just a little dose of realism, I got to tell you. There's other indicators, too. I mean, the housing market is probably already in a recession, and uh, the carry, the carry, uh, pandemic. Carry wants to close all fossil fuels around the world. His climate reparations plan. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. It's crazy stuff. It's absolutely wrong. Biden's whole policy: the war against fossil fuels. That's one of the reasons we have high inflation and low growth. And we should really redirect economic policy. I mean, look, we don't have to do this. The point is, we don't have to be here. Two years ago, we were in great shape. All right, Donald Trump left Joe Biden with a very decent economy, growing about 6.5% in the first quarter of 2021 with barely, barely more than 1% inflation. All right, now we're sinking with all these leading indicators pointing to recession, we still have about 7% inflation. The Fed's target is 2 We don't have to be here. We should open the spigots for oil and gas, fracking, pipelining, refining, everything. We should make the Trump tax cuts permanent. Stop raising taxes. Let's cut tax rates. If inflation is too much money chasing too few goods... Yeah, the Fed is belatedly, the Fed made huge mistakes a year ago, but they're belatedly pulling back on the money supply, although the rush here is going to be very difficult for the future economy. But we should produce more goods and services. So let's create incentives. Let's stop the overregulation of business, which has strangled the economy. Let's stop raising taxes and go back to lower marginal tax rates. How about a flat tax? Let's stabilize the value of the dollar in terms of gold and commodity prices. And let's open the spigots. If we do these things, we'll be in much better shape. Republicans will take over the House January 3rd, and it will be up to them to show that they can be stewards of a prosperous economy. This is one of my favorite recent subjects. This is something Art Laffer talked about on the TV show. 
Let's be stewards. I don't know that that message really came out during the campaign. I know what the GOP was against, and rightly so. High inflation, the war against fossil fuels, the war against business, etc. But we don't know exactly what they're in favor of, and that's why I want them to start out with H.R. 1, open the spigots, open the spigots for oil and gas, and then move on. They hold the purse strings so they can dictate budgets and stop the massive inflationary overspending, and they can work on the supply side of the economy by creating an incentive structure that will rejuvenate work, production, investment, and so forth. So you'll have less money chasing more goods. How's that? Low inflation. And you don't have to generate a recession to bring the inflation rate down. But I fear it's too late for that. And so GOP is going to have its work cut out for it. And they just, I think, have to message right off the top. They must message right off the top. But again, this is an optimistic time of the year. I want to be as optimistic as the next person. But you've got some very important indicators, leading indicators, M2 indicator, inverted yield curve indicator. Hate to do it, but um, they're all pointing towards recession next year. We may already be in a recession, for all I know. The first half of this year was negative. The second half will be slightly positive, and next year it looks like it's going to be a deeper recession. I know we can right the ship. I know what's worked in the past in terms of growth policies. Unfortunately, we may be stuck. It'll be temporary. This is a great country, and um, we know how to get out of this. We know how to get out of it. We know how to get out of this with supply-side policies. Sound money, supply-side policies will do it every time. And those supply-side policies meaning open the spigots for oil and gas, probably the single most important thing we could do. Anyway, I'm Cudlow. I want to come back and talk about John Kerry's crazy reparations plan, giving money to the poor countries and essentially bribing them not to use fossil fuels, right? Just what they don't need since they want growth. We'll take a quick break here. I'm Cudlow. We'll be right back. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Great pleasure to be with you. So I just want to take a whack at this uh, latest. It's also around Thanksgiving. Just shows you not everything is optimistic. John Kerry, there he goes again. He wants, hold on, climate reparations. Rich countries are going to pay so-called poor countries not to use fossil fuels. This is another John Kerry, Joe Biden, Green New Deal socialist scam. And it is a terrible idea. And by the by, nobody asked the poor countries. I mean, I'm sure they'd like the money. It's like a form of foreign aid. But do they really not want fossil fuels? Did anybody ask them? African countries, Asian countries. I mean, I think they'd like all kinds of energy, not just renewables. They would love uh, fossil fuels. A lot of them have natural resources. Oil and gas is plentiful in a lot of these poor countries. Again, in South Asia and in south southern part of Africa, 
This goes back to the 2015 Paris Accord, which uh, Donald Trump mercilessly took us out of. It's a great idea. They were going to have $100 billion, $100 billion. Didn't call it reparations, just called it assistance. (laughs) Never happened because nobody paid it. And by the way, nobody's going to pay this either. There's no number on this latest carry reparations idea. There's no timing of it. It would never go through the it would never go through the Republican House, that's for darn sure. But it just is interesting uh that he would go for this. It's such a terrible idea. I mean look, these countries, the poorer countries, need all the help they can get in terms of energy and in terms of other policies to grow because they're poor and they need growth. Low-income countries have no interest in abolishing fossil fuels, none whatsoever. That's why this is a stupid idea. I mean, by the by, Kerry is it's just, the guy lives in some kind of weird bubble. Um, even in Europe, even in the EU, even in Germany, the Greenies are a lot smarter than Greenies in the U.S. like John Kerry. They already reclassified natural gas as a clean-burning green fuel, right? They've done that. They don't want to be dependent on Russia. They want to tap into various pipelines. They're all slow doing it. German, uh, German energy policy has been disaster in recent years. We know that. But I'm just saying they have reclassified the solution to climate change or anything else in the energy field, the solution is always going to be clean-burning natural gas and nuclear. And eventually, world markets and technological advances will move us in that direction. Natural gas and nuclear are the base fuels that are going to grow the world economy in the next hundreds of years. And to make this rearguard action that uh, Biden and Kerry and the rest of them are trying to produce, and with this latest idea where we're basically paying reparations here, it's such a phony idea. What, for the harm that we've done them? There's no evidence of that. We're going to have uh, Steve Coonan on later in the show, former Energy Department uh, top scientist during the Obama years, uh, to rebut uh, much of this stuff. But the point is, these poorer countries need growth. They need everything they can. I mean, among other things, for example, they need oil and gas for fertilizers to grow food, right? Because uh, poverty-stricken economies have tremendous problems with a plague of food uh, scarcity. And again, most of these low-income countries have no interest in abolishing fossil fuels. By the way, then there's this great climate hero on the global stage called China, right? Now, China, which continues to call itself a middle-income country, not a high-income country, but a middle-income country, a less developed country, it's a scam. It's a scam for them to use high tariffs, by the way, in the World Trade Organization. But we've never fixed that scam. Not only will China not pay reparations, it's possible we'll pay China reparations. But the point, bigger point I want to make is China, which makes great speeches, you know, President Xi for life, 
and makes great speeches on the world stage about climate change. Yeah, except that they're building hundreds of coal plants. 60% of their energy comes from coal. Coal is the least clean-burning fossil fuel. I'm not, by the way, I'm not against coal. I think it's up to the individual countries, but they get off scot-free, as does India. They don't have to pay any of this stuff. And um, the Kerry's and the Biden's and the rest of them want all these development banks to turn into climate banks, like the World Bank, which is run by David Malpass, who is a very smart guy, supply-sider. Mr. Malpass has already provided assistance for energy and many other needs for the less developed countries, but he's not going to turn the World Bank into a climate bank, nor should he. That's not in its constitution. This is just more socialist, central planning, redistributionist stuff, okay? And that is the story of the Bidens. Socialist, central planning, redistributionism. has nothing to do with economic growth, and it has a lot to do with some very flawed, fraudulent assumptions about something called uh, the immediacy of global warming, an immediate risk, an existential risk. There's nothing existential about it, maybe in a couple of hundred years, but not now. So all these things, just another lousy idea from Team Biden. We shouldn't be so surprised, but here they go again. Here they go again. I have a thought. Just let free market capitalism find the best way to solve the energy problems, okay? Just let capitalism do it. Capitalism has solved poverty. Capitalism will solve energy. It has already. You know, 100 years ago, more than 150 years ago, all of a sudden, the Rockefellers and others developed oil and gas, kerosene, and gave torque to our economy and the other advanced economies. That was technology advances in a free and open market with the appropriate incentives and rewards. Why don't you let that, instead of these crazy government top-down central planning ideas, which are always doomed to failure, always. Why is that? Socialism, always doomed to failure. Wherever it's been tried, it's the biggest loser. And Joe Biden and John Kerry, once again, pushing it on the world stage. It's a terrible idea. I'm Kudlow. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 